Hello and welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Crundwell, here this week with Ron White Clock Lewinsky. How's it going, Ron? What? <laughs> it's not it's like White Clock Lewin. Like your your last name starts with Claw. I thought you know. Have you? Do you like White Claws? Have you tried them? I mean, they're okay. They're not my favorite. I'll drink them if I there's nothing else. Them. They're okay. Like it, think of Lacroix, except like you'll get buzzed off of it. Yeah, I don't really like. <laughs> you don't like Lacroix? Not I don't. Really. I don't like a lot of Lacroix. I, there's uh, there's a handful of flavors that I really really like. The key lime is really good. Well, God, well, how does it go? I have a little slice of that key lime pie. <laughs> key key Tall key lime pie. Non fat, non fat milk from uh, Natural Born Killers. Woody Harrelson does a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> given a preview of our topic that's right natural born killers no um <laughs> i also i should say beforehand that uh dear listener it is warm here but not hot and so i have the windows open and there's going to be a lot of background noise because apparently uh the loud exhaust convention is in town and so like there's tons of cars and trucks and motorcycles that are just i i swear they're fucking circling my house but um I'm going to edit some of them out, but like I can't edit them the way that you would normally edit out a background sound because the more I do that, the more it lowers the quality of my audio. And so I'm going to do it probably a couple times and then try to manually take them out. But I just I just want to give you a heads up. You're going to hear a lot of loud cars. Also, you might be surprised not to hear Paul because our topic of this week, uh, which was going to be our favorite weapons and games, was an idea that Paul had generated but unfortunately, he's had uh, death in the family, and so he's out of town. So we decided to push that back because I felt like that it was his topic, you know what I mean? And he sent me a message, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm really sad. I'm going to have to miss this. I have a whole list of weapons. And I'm like, you don't got to miss it. We could do what the fuck we want. So we're pushing that back, which is actually going to be pushed back a while because next week we have Summer Games Fest. So we're going to cover that. Tomorrow is the fucking Sony State of Play. So we couldn't fit. We couldn't work the schedule out to where we could record after that. So... Next week, we'll be covering the Sony State of Play and Summer Games Fest. So uh, look out for that. And then after that, it's fucking episode 69, baby. Nice. So we're going to be doing our <laughs> yeah, uh, our our Pixels After Dark, Pretty Pixels After Dark episode where we talk about boobies and butts and <laughs> that's beans it. That's and all. all that stuff. It's just the whole thing. It's just straight from top to bottom. Um, it's going like to be a short episode because like we're just going to describe each thing and then that's it. That's all it's going to be. It's basically, yeah, it's going to be the Lords of Acid coop cover of uh, Voodoo You, as we were just talking about <laughs> before the podcast. But um, but yeah, and so then after all of that, we'll probably do the weapons list. So it's going to be a few weeks, but uh, again, give time, give Paul time to to sort you know his stuff and and uh, you know we wish him the best, but. What have you been up to, Ron? How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Uh, it's been like kind of a whirlwind whirlwind week. Uh, getting too many of those white claws. Yeah, so many of those white claws. No, it's like (laughs) just like so many things just like going on and just like totally like forgetting like things that we did just because like the how much stuff we've been doing. We bought roller skates and we were we did a little roller skating last week. Well, I bought roller skates. Andrew bought roller blades. Uh, Nerd. Yeah, totally. She got a fanny pack with those. <laughs> no, she didn't. Which, which is weird because when I was a kid, it was the opposite. Like, 
You wouldn't ride. You wouldn't wear roller skates. Those are old. Those are for old people. You yeah, roller blades. Those are cool. I don't. Those I don't. Fucking nineties. I tried roller blades. I hated them. <laughs> I hurt my my ankles. I did, I probably just didn't have a good pair. But you just you just didn't have good strength. That's the problem. I just didn't have good ankles. Um, yeah, I do have little thin little baby ankles. Don't so. have baby ankles. Uh, mm, finally got try. to see that girl talk show that got canceled like multiple times. That was a lot of fun. And you uh, sent the group chat pictures. I thought maybe that was a little bit of a way to further encourage Tab and that Paul. Was, that was sort of the point. Obviously, it didn't yeah. take hold, I guess. <laughs> it's, yeah, because we because if you like music, I, I <laughs> if I you like Ron music, would, if you like music, check out WKR. No, um, fucking Girl Talk is is great. Like Ron tried to get me into Girl Talk um, when Feed the Animals first came out. I think it was. Yeah. And I had no excuse not to, other than I was like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like Ron's when someone dumb. recommends he likes to, shitty music. Like, I'm just dumb. But it was it was free. Most of Girl Talk's music, I think, to this day, is pay what you want. And so there's I don't remember the website. Is it Illegal Art or something like that? It was on Illegal Art. Now I think he I can fact check where it, it's all is now. So if you want to keep talking, I'll find it. Yeah, he has like a usually has a site set up where you can go and it's pay what you want. So and the reason for that is that his songs are almost exclusively made up of samples. They are so his no, entire. They albums. are exclusively made of samples. Okay. There was one album that I was looking at that they said like there were a few little, a few beats that he added. It was the, uh, I think it was, well, he just put out an album with um, uh, Wiz Khalifa and a couple other people. It was, no, not Wiz Khalifa. That was a couple of singles he did. He just put an album called um, Full Court Press with a couple Mm. rappers. I can't remember who it was. Uh, then he did the Girl Talk Freeway uh, Broken Ankles mixtape. That that one was not as prominently sampled because it was more of an actual album. Uh, it still has samples, but they're more like rights cleared stuff. Whereas Girl Talk's main stuff that he was doing was literally just like taking drum loops or guitars from this song, marrying it up with these lyrics from this song and just kind of mashing it all together and making things extremely danceable and i've never thought i would dance the way i did to uh black sabbath's uh war pigs uh <laughs> that i did at uh, a girl talk show so when he did and, what, and it was mixed with um um lip, lip Ludic- gloss right no ludicrous is uh get a move bitch Oh, okay. Is that yeah. a, a different one? Because oh no, it was Metallica that was mixed with. Yeah, uh, that's that's uh, Metallica's class. one. Uh, when he did the um, uh, fucking who's who since you be gone? That's uh, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. When he did that, when that when he did that at the show, that whole place fucking just lit the fuck up. It was pretty great. Yeah, because he he mixes. So we we keep saying samples. He's sampling things from all eras. So it might drop something from like Thin Lizzy. And then drop into like a 50 cent song or something like it's amazing. It's really, and again, it's free. So don't make the mistake that I did and wait like three months or whatever it was before I checked it out. Um, go, go check it out. Un- unsolicited plug. We're not getting paid. Well, yeah. you know what? Pay what you want. Pay what you want for yeah. this plug. <laughs> girl <laughs> talk. <laughs> um, he has, uh, it's just girltalkmusic.com is the, his website. I uh, can't find all I see is his stuff for, collaborations he done he's done i haven't found his um i guess it still is the illegal art uh site 
Uh, we'll, we'll link it, it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll, we'll it, find it, it, it poses a potential security issue. Oh, that's Ooh, scary. Maybe yeah. we won't link it in the show no, notes. No, it's, it's fine. It's just because of fucking certificate stuff. Unsecured. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, but it's... um. Yeah, it's pretty great. We'll, we'll, we will. We'll link it in the show notes. Check it out. Uh, I have been watching a lot of Sailor Moon still. I know you weren't on an episode last week, but I was... I've started my Sailor Moon journey. It was on my summer playlist and I'm there's so many episodes though. I'm I, I feel like I've watched a ton. I think I've watched like 30 to 35 and I'm not even done with the first season. But um, I just got to the introduction of Sailor Jupiter and I love her. Like I feel like people ask like, who's your favorite Sailor Scout or whatever. And so far it's just been Sailor um venus uh, moon and mars and i'm like they're good i like them but man sailor jupiter is awesome and but her first episode she has a crush on a guy named joe so i'm like oh there my my name's joe Mm -hmm. um but at one point like sailor moon is like oh hey did you know she likes you do you like her or whatever and he's like i don't like giant girls like her aren't my thing i'm like "Ah, get out of here what do you think because she's really tall and strong fuck that guy but uh (laughs) But yeah, I, lo- I love Sailor Jupiter. This is a, I, I fucking love this show. If I had the money, I would be in danger of getting a Sailor Moon tattoo right now, I think, because it's it's right at my alley. It's super cute. Um, it's very cheesy and fun. And I'm, you know, I have to stop talking about it, though, because there's 200 episodes. And if I talk about it every week, but I'll, I'll you know what? There are going to be updates. Fuck it. <laughs> every I- new Sailor Scout. I used to watch that like in syndication like a lot and I felt like oh, I've, really? I've I have never like repeated an episode when I watched it. Uh, so yeah, there are a lot of episodes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, cuz you were like pretty into anime when you were in a teen, right? Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch like the like that and like OG Dragon Ball and uh some other like just whatever random movies would be on TV. Uh Eight Man after and uh demon city and you know stuff like that you know stuff for kids you know all that cool stuff i thought it was but that's the thing is so fine i'm I'm going backwards because like when i was a teenager the anime that i saw was like the stuff they would show on like hbo at midnight or something and it was like japanimation they called it and it was like a very adult yeah it was it was midnight hbo yeah vampire hunter d and all that stuff that's uh akira was that yeah. the first time i saw that and i was like probably like fucking 12 when i saw it and i was like what the fuck is this like i didn't really like it because i didn't get it and because so much of anime is like expression like you're supposed to sort of understand it's 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 a lot more sophisticated than people give it credit for especially things like uh akira like you are there's so much of it you're supposed to sort of into it based on the art and i was looking for my hand to be held and for them to tell me what I'm supposed to be feeling and thinking. So I was just, I was 12 and I was like super fucking confused. And then I remember, yeah, coming out and meeting you and you were like, Oh yeah, I like anime and you're naming all these things. And I'm like, I have no idea what anime is apparently because (laughs) I'm thinking of all this, this like other very different stuff. Um, and you said you're thinking about watching Evangelion this summer, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm thinking, I think I'm going to try to depress myself and watch that. Perfect. (laughs) It's not that depressing. There's a penguin. There's teamwork. <laughs> There's friends. 
<laughs> it might be too confusing to be depressed to, to be depressing. So, so I'll throw that out there too. Okay, got that. But um, yeah, exactly. So, speaking of Summer Game Fest, we mentioned that uh, we're going to cover it next week. They just announced all of the partners for it. And I'm a little confused by the use of the word partners. And I'm still, I guess, a little confused about the event in general. So they're having their showcase, as we mentioned, next week on Thursday, June. What was it? Hold on. I have the website open, but it doesn't have the date. Uh, well, okay. June, oh, it was, uh, June 9th. June 9th. Yeah. So maybe, like, they're calling them partners instead of calling them exhibitors. Because, I mean, if you think about, like, E3, like, they're all buying in to E3, so they're not really exhibitors. They're partners in E3. Like, without without them going to E3, E3 doesn't happen sort of thing. You know what I mean? So maybe Jeff Keighley's just being a little more open. Like, hey, these people paid to be on this to help keep it going sort of thing. So these are our partners, presenters, whatever. I don't know. Maybe that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. It does, again, though, make me feel... I think part of the reason I feel icky about a lot of Jeff Keighley's stuff is because it's so corporate-centric. It's so, like, for the benefit of the the publishers you know which granted i understand most of these events are but i think that's part of is it feels a little icky to me too like to be like partners meaning that we know that there's an exchange going on here that we're being paid to like showcase these things and again i don't know i'm getting fun stuff out of it so maybe i'm being too cynical but i I guess part of what i don't know though is like what does this mean are all of these people going to be included in next week's announcements so next week on June 9th is going to be their showcase. And then there's some events after that. There's the Xbox Bethesda showcase, which also seems to be included in the summer games fest lineup. Um, but their partners are people like 2k Activision Atlas, Bandai Namco, um, which is listed twice for some, Oh, Bandai Namco entertainment and Bandai Namco Capcom. You skipped over, uh, you skipped over the good one. I'm I'm skipping over a bunch. There's so yep. many. I, okay, you know what? I name all of them. Bloober team. Bloober, Capcom, I just want. Steam. I just wanted you to say Bloober team. Bloober team. <laughs> Bloober team. It's a fun name. It is a fun Bloober name. Bloober team. Bloober team. Uh, Digital Extremes, Deep Silver, Dotemu, Epic Games, Focus Entertainment, Frost Giant, Humble Games, Level Infinite, Mediatonic, Mihoyo. I don't know if I know them. Nope. Tech familiar. Otaku's Save the World. I'll look it up while hmm. you're reading. Netflix, Raw Fury, Samsung Gaming Hub, Sega, Skybound Game Studio, MDHR, PlayStation, Square Enix, Steam, Tribeca Festival, Warner Brothers Games, and Xbox. That's the Genshin Impact uh, people. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, like I, if they're all going to be included in the showcase, that's kind of exciting. I don't. I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but like Atlas, of course, I'm super excited. I doubt that we'll hear the announcement for like the next Persona. They usually save that stuff for atlas or persona or sega specific events like a lot of times they announce like a new persona game at one of the live music festivals that they do so i kind of imagine that's gonna but of course there's a part of me that's like maybe i see capcom i get excited i'm hoping for resident evil village dlc announcement finally like show us something yeah i could see like the atlas one maybe being like oh here's some dlc or here's another reissue of a persona game like maybe they're gonna bring back like the original original personas 
and they'll you know announce it here. That would be awesome. Like some sort of persona collection. Oh, that would be awesome. And it's they're not going to make it any easier. They're just going to it's going to stay just as difficult as it was uh, before. So yeah, that you know, huge barrier to entry, just like what you've been playing. What I've been playing, which is Parasite Eve, which we will get to momentarily. Anything that you're excited for on this list that you see and you're like, ooh, I hope that. I'm I'm more kind of just interested is like, what's Tribeca Festival going to bring to this? Uh, and they have their own showcase too. Yeah. Like what, I'm assuming Netflix is going to talk, they're going to maybe go deeper into their gaming stuff or maybe there's more gaming related content they're making. Right. I have no clue what Raw Fury is. Same. That does not uh, sound. Samsung. One of the things. One of the things we're learning about tomorrow at the PlayStation showcase is going to be PlayStation VR two games, which is going to be kind of cool. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm wondering if it's going to be sort of divided. Are we going to. So tomorrow's PlayStation showcase is going to be 30 minutes and supposedly it's going to focus exclusively on third party titles and PlayStation VR two. But I'm like, does that then mean you're going to be saving the first party stuff for the week after? I don't know. Probably. I don't see why not. And like, are these third party? I mean, it's only 30 minutes. So I'm assuming the third party stuff's going to be stuff for the VR. That could be. Like, I can't see them like doing like, five minutes on the vr and then 30 you know 25 minutes on everything else i think it's it's probably all going to be like one big thing right like just a full 30 minutes on vr and stuff speaking of one big thing what if one of the experiences that they showcase is resident evil village dlc mm. with lady d in mm-hmm. vr come on mm-hmm. come on i don't care how much money that thing is I'll sell something. I don't have any money right now, but I will find something to sell. Is, is there, is there, there's not a, there's no like time window on the VR two. Is there? I don't think so. No. I don't think they've given a, a time window on that yet. Um, I think the speculation was 2022, but, and there was good reasoning for it. I don't remember who said it. I think, I think that the reasoning was about like hardware, Uh, not mobility like i can't think of the word like inertia where it's like you come out with your new system and then about a year year and a half later you come out with the first big Mm. peripheral kind of thing and and that made sense but then they were also pointing out that that because of the chip shortage the playstation 5 isn't quite as widespread as sony probably wanted it to be so they probably have more time before they have to introduce the next big piece of hardware there's probably enough people clamoring for something new because there aren't that many games coming out and they can get, you know, probably like an 80% saturation rate of VR if they do it now. Because a lot yeah. of people will buy it. Well, as long as they can, you know, uh, <laughs> provide that many VRs to everyone who has a console right now. All 500 of them. <laughs> I feel like once Gary gets one, we can be like, surely everyone has a, has a PlayStation 5. <laughs> if he got one. You know what I saw at Target? yesterday it's i'm sorry i'm still looking at this camera my camera's mirrored and it's like really throwing me the fuck <laughs> off and i can't fix it um i saw this xbox series x at uh, target the other day just uh, sitting there just sitting there on the shelf 
And when I went People back, people kept asking about it, and they're just not buying it. <laughs> when I went there the next day, I'm like, surely it's gonna be gone because I had to make another run because I we forgot something. And I'm like, surely it's gonna be gone. Nope, still still sitting there with the two other with the two Series S's. So that's that's starting to wow. hit. That's starting to hit market saturation now. I think, or at yeah. least they're able to keep up demand. But I would still expect like those things to be like gone within like a day of being put on the shelf, but it is an Xbox. So Hey, you didn't get it now that I think about it. No, I didn't get it. It might still be there. That's fine. I got other things I need to buy. <laughs> uh, right. Speaking about other things you need to buy. What? <laughs> huh? But no, I was just going to say, I'm like, I, just, I barely play the PlayStation enough as it is. So <laughs> to buy another console on top of that, I'm going to play like one game on, which is perfect dark. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's the only way I can play that right now. Uh, I downloaded it for that. I never, I didn't play. It was the first thing I did. I unpacked it, hooked it up, and I was like, "Cool, I can download my old games." And I downloaded Perfect Dark, and then I let it sit for. Oh yeah, I guess months. it would have the it would have the 360 backwards compatibility. So I have like a shit ton of 360 games that I could play. But thinking about there you go. I'm thinking about actually just taking my 360 and modding it and just going going that route because I'm not gonna fucking play it anymore. I'm not gonna go online with it, like. What does it matter, right? Right. What does it matter? You know what I want to do? I want to learn how to mod consoles, um, like actually to take out the guts and like refit them into another shell. Oh, you want to do backward the Ben Hex stuff? And I want to like actually make consoles backwards compatible, as in like take the guts from the Xbox and put it in Xbox 360. So you're like, look at this cool Xbox 360, and then it's like, oh no, it only plays Xbox One games. So basically, you want to put you want to put Xbox parts into an Xbox 360 shell. Yeah. Yeah. It's I the mean, most pointless thing in the world. But. That's completely feasible. I mean, maybe, but that original Xbox is a fucking unit. It is fucking huge. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure those boards could be like taken apart. I'm, I'm sure there's boards that could be taken apart, like that are like sandwiched together and jumped. You could probably jump them in a certain way. I'm sure people have done this. I'm sure people have done this exact stupid thing before. No, you know what you, know what you do is you take a, an NES. And you fit it with Super Nintendo parts, so it's really hard to get the games in and out. <laughs> what a fucking nightmare! <laughs> don't don't make any adjustments to the nope. <laughs> to the to the loading bay or anything like nope, that. Just <laughs> good luck trying to get that out. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I see. I uh, my, one of my favorite segues is to say. Speaking of that, and it has nothing to do with the thing that I'm segueing to. But I'm like, how do I say, like, speaking of, good luck getting that out. <laughs> uh, good luck jamming nice this the, on there. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's actually kind the, of fits. Um, good luck jamming this on there. On the Switch, yeah. So the Star Wars celebration happened, and there was a bunch of Star Wars news. Most of it's movie, TV, comic book, really, all that stuff. But they did announce that the Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Sith Lords port, is coming to Nintendo Switch June 8th. And I, I put this on here because I was excited because Paul is, I think, intending to play the first KOTOR. It's one of those weird things where it's like, it seems like such the perfect game for him that I'm so surprised that he hasn't played it yet. And I'm like, I I don't know how to like, I don't, I feel bad being, bringing it up because I don't want to like be pressuring him. Like, have you played it yet? Have you played it yet? Kind of thing. But I'm so excited for him to play it because he loves Bioware. He loves Star Wars. This is probably arguably the best star wars game ever made well, so Kotor was never released on anything but
but OG Xbox, right? Uh, PC. And I guess it was PC. I think that was it. Yeah. I mean, it could be an issue to where it's just, it's hard to get. Because, like, when when did it come out on PC? I guess is the question. Um, Like, is it it something that could run easily on modern computers? Or do you need, uh, you know, to do a bunch of finagling to get it work to work? I don't, that's, I mean, I think it might be on Steam, isn't it? I'm looking. I don't remember. I'm a looking. Um, I know I played it. uh, like 10 years after it came out on my laptop and it worked fine. So I think, I don't know. That was a long time ago. He could have played the iOS version in 2013. What? Yeah. Apparently Uh, they released an iOS version uh, and and an Android version (laughs) a year later. Um, The PC version was released in 2003. So damn nearly 20 years ago. Yeah. So I'm assuming that, that, it might have a hard time running on modern hardware, maybe. Very true, yeah, but but not anymore. So you can play both of them on Switch starting June eighth. And Kotor two, I I loved Kotor two. I know that there was some there were bugs, you know, and that's what I think that was the biggest complaint that I remember, and that it didn't have the same kind of memorable cast and story as the first game. But I loved it. Uh, there's as a character named Vices Mar, I think it is. I think that was Vices Mar. It was Vices Mar was either that character or. It might have been the character from the Force Unleashed shit. I don't remember. Whoever she was, whoever the the Sith, the Lady Sith who joins you in KOTOR 2, I, I liked her a lot. She was my my romance option that P- I chose. The but, um, PC version supports higher display resolutions up to 1600 by 1200. No, maximum, <laughs> gra- maximum fidelity. <laughs> what? Huh? No, no, no. Just, gonna, I'm just, mm, just, uh, just, uh, what, mm, what, mm, mm, uh, what? Mm. I can't hear you. You're flipped. <laughs> that sounds, um, that sounds vaguely racist. I don't know. <laughs> um, racist? Yeah. I thought it sounded perverted. <laughs> I, How does that sound racist? <laughs> you know what? Don't tell me. Yeah, let's don't just, tell me. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I, like I said, it's been such a, such a busy week with like two weeks. I barely. I don't think I've touched anything really. Uh, been doing a lot of like cleaning around here, like getting ready for that window guy who never came, who finally came today. So like, our closet, I had to like basically dismantle like all the stuff in the closet, bring it out. Uh, but I did end up like consolidating some stuff. I'm like, oh okay, cool. Now I was able to get stuff in the closet like way easier. And I pulled all my old games out, and I was going through it. I'm like, eh, yeah, maybe I'd like to play that. No, I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I haven't really, I honestly have not been been doing too much. I did, I did. Hold on, let me go grab it real quick. Okay. Ron is leaving his seat. I'll narrate everything that's happening. I can see his hand. He's wearing a dark shirt. It's collared. He looks nice. I bought this. Hmm? Oh, the the pink yeah. PlayStation 5 controller. Yeah, it's flip. You see, this, this is a special edition that's got the PlayStation logo backwards and the buttons on the other side. It's made specifically it's for left. It's forward to me. It's 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 made for left-handers. It's not flipped to me. Though, On my so screen it is. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, Are no. you sure your vision's not flipped? Did you <laughs> again with the racist language here? Um, oh, what the hell? <laughs> um, so we bought this because. Uh, we were talking about it takes two, and it's on sale right now. It's one of the Sony on the Sony summer 
games sale list, whatever the fuck it's called. And it's like half off. And I'm like, well, if we want to play the PlayStation 5 version, we're going to need another controller. And <laughs> there was a Memorial Day sale going on. They were like 15 bucks off. I'm like, okay, like if we're going to get one, let's just get it now. Uh, so yeah, we're getting that. And then after we're done with all the stuff we're doing this weekend, uh, we'll probably end up picking it up and uh, playing it a little bit and see how it is. So that's awesome. Yeah. The covers are finally available too, which I'm going to get that. I'm going to get the pink cover. I think it's a really, it's a really nice pink. It is like, I don't Have you seen it in person yet? The pink, not in person. No. It's a very vibrant. Um, it's almost like a magenta, like hot pink. So I, it, yeah. lo- it looks really sweet. I like it. And the buttons are translucent. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. I thought they were solid, but no, they're translucent buttons with uh, the pink background. So, yeah, I have the blue, the light blue, and it looks it's beautiful. I don't think the pink was available at the time or something, but I, I think no, 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 I think it was. But because I was getting the pink cover and I also liked the blue, I was like, I'll get the blue controller and then the pink system. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I'll be happy that happy with that once I get it. But um I also I've heard rumors and these are like very un, uh, unsubstantiated, but I've heard rumors that PlayStation is considering doing like a uh, like Microsoft does with their controllers, like a design design lab. Des- yeah, design lab where you can make your own cover. Yeah, I mean, and, why not? Like, yeah, you got char- the mold. You charge like I mean? a $15 premium on it. Yeah, people will eat that shit yeah. up. I mean, how much, you know, how much did you pay for your fucking uh, what is it? Colorware? Is that who did it? That the color where yeah, yeah way more than 15 dollars. yeah so like <laughs> so. if they could if they could undercut that market and do nearly the same stuff why not yeah yeah definitely and if they added like glitter and stuff oh man having like a glittery purple or pink shell for your playstation 5 yeah I just mean, some yeah just some uh like like light metallic colors and stuff like that yeah um, I also feel like I haven't played that much, and then I was writing down the games that I've played, and I'm like, <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, you, you fucking played a, a shit ton of games here, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think part of it is because I'm not right now, I'm not teaching, so I'm like on the job hunt full time and doing other stuff, changing my, my internet and all that stuff. So I feel like I'm doing a lot during the day, and then but I still have plenty of time at night. So I finished Parasite Eve, that's one of the things, and it feels so good to check. That, a game that old off my backlog. That's what I was hoping for with Secret of Mana, and I couldn't get the ROM to work. But um, Parasite Eve is also one of the oldest games on my backlog, and I was talking with Tab about it earlier today, where if we... <laughs> I don't know if we could fill an entire episode of this, but before I had beaten it, it was my favorite game that I had never played, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Do you have games like that where it's like, you're so sure that you'll like them? But you haven't played them yet. I I I probably do. I probably got stuff that's that's that could be on that list, and then like I, I know as soon as I play it, and that's why I don't play them. See, that's how you get around it. You just, you you just don't play yeah, those games. Like, I want to keep it. Yeah, keep it keep it pristine. You just don't watch those movies. I, you don't listen to those bands. You just think that you're you're gonna like them. Someone brings it up, and you're like, oh, I love that movie, and they're like, what's your favorite part? And you're like, I, I don't know, I haven't seen it. I've but, only seen the trailer, <laughs> and I just like the trailer. But I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like every time there's a new Square Enix conference or something like next week, I'm like, where's our Parasite Eve remake? And people like, I've never actually had that conversation with someone, but I can see someone being like, oh, cool. Yeah. You love the game. And I'm like, I've never played it. Like, I just want them to remake it because <laughs> so I can play. It. I was, 
Yeah, because I was so excited at the time. I bought it when it came out. I bought the strategy guide. And then I didn't play. I started playing it and I was like, oh, this is harder than I thought. I I can't get the hang of the combat system because it's well, cause it's, it, an, it's, it's like an RPG with like Resident Evil controls, right? Yes, it's Square's take on the Resident Evil formula. So it's pre-rendered backgrounds, which don't age very well. Let me just say, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, pre-rendered backgrounds. Um, there's mutant monsters and stuff. And so you're going and fighting them. But every time you get into a fight, there's even like a splash screen where you're starting combat and it takes like seven seconds and it's so annoying because again, PlayStation one game, but it's like a splash screen and then you get into combat. And so you're now on a battle screen and it's you and the enemies and you have, it's an active time battle system. So you have a meter that fills up before you can attack and then you attack and the enemy can attack and you can, you can move around the screen to like dodge the attacks. Um, so there's that part of it. That's a little resident evil. but you have HP, you have, um, what would be considered magic points because they're parasite youth points or, or whatever they, I can't remember what they call them. Um, yeah. So it's like a very active RPG kind of system, combat system, but very resident evil in terms of story setting. Would you say that it's almost kind of like the modern final fantasy battle system? Yeah, actually I would. Um, you can't like lock on, but but yeah, it's that kind of thing where you get into a fight, you're on that screen with the enemy and you can move around freely and attack uh, and do special moves and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that's a hmm. now now that you say that, I'm like, is this was that their first kind of flirt that, with that, that kind might, of system? That might have been. I can't think of. I mean, I'm, yeah. tr- I'm trying to think of like other square games that were out at that point. What was it 99, 98, 98, I think. I think so. And that, yeah. I mean, Vagrant Story, maybe, but I don't remember if that came out before or after. And if I can't remember what the combat system like that was, other than the fact that it's kind of sucked. I'm so mad about Vagrant Story. <laughs> but because that was another game where I was like, one of my favorite games have never played it because it just looked like my kind of game. And then I played it and I maybe I was playing it wrong. I even looked up a guide <laughs> to kind of tell and the guide was like, yeah, it kind of fucking sucks. So. I maybe I'll need to give it another chance, but vagrant story almost looks like kind of tactics esque. Yeah, I don't remember. And more isometric than uh, anything else. Hmm. But yeah, the the pre rendered background thing. The reason that it's it was frustrating is because like I did like the game in general. I liked the vibe. It was very silly, like sci fi horror, all that stuff. That was very fun. I liked the characters. Um, you have a trio of characters, none of which are white men which is pretty diverse for 1998 yeah um but there were just certain little gameplay things that kind of irked me and one of them was the fact that they had these pre-rendered backgrounds so the backgrounds don't move you move around in the backgrounds and they would hide chests behind things and so and there's no indication that there's a chest back there Mm -hmm. so there might be a chest like off screen in the corner nothing to indicate there's a chest over there. there might be a chest like behind a tree and like there's like why why would you do that so you expect me to just walk around this whole map just clicking 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 hoping to find like give me some kind of visual cue are the items that are in them like essential or are they just like nice little bonuses most of them are nice little bonuses okay um the essential stuff you usually get from characters but some of it's like really 
good stuff, like arguably essential because like obviously you need health items and stuff like that to mm-hmm. fight bosses. But but yeah, so just little things like that were sort of frustrating. There's also and I think I need to to make some notes about this for my dissertation. The Japan Japanese video games love to throw babies at you, love to make you kill babies because <laughs> there's so many Japanese games where babies are enemies. Like some many of the Persona games have some kind of baby enemy. This game, one of the final bosses, starts out as a giant baby, and you have to kill that baby. Um, and I know that there are more. I have to I have to think about it. But um, but I thought that was kind of weird. But no, I, I liked it. I am glad to be done with it. Oh, one of the other things that annoyed me though was the final boss. Final boss, like any good Spo- spoilers, by the way. Are, spoilers, <laughs> yes. Well, vague, vague spoilers. Um, several there's several phases to the final boss. So the first kind of form has like well, it has four phases. And the first three, you're actually fighting. And then the fourth phase is, a, is, is, is like in good Resident Evil fashion, is, a, is like a timer thing. You have to run from the boss and you have to, you're on the deck of a ship and you have to run from the deck down into the engine room. And, you have to, and if the boss touches you, it's game over. The thing is, they give you, there's only a few turns where you can kind of get it wrong when you're on your way to the boiler room or the engine room. But... If you make one of those wrong turns, you're dead. And guess what you have to do all over again because there's no checkpointing system because it's a PlayStation 1 game. You have to fight through all the phases of the final boss again. That happened to me twice. Oh. And I was so... Fu- I was fucking furious. Even though I was like, it's fine. Like, I, I, I didn't have a problem with the final boss. It still takes forever. It's three phases of a boss fight that you have to go through. And, it's, and again, it's completely randomized. There's nothing that I saw. Granted, maybe I missed something. But there's nothing that I saw that was like, well, clearly, when you get here, you have to make a right or a left. I'm like, I guess I'll make a left, make a left, right choice there. Phew. Get to the next one, make a right, wrong choice, dead, start all over. Ah, yeah. Um, I didn't realize I that it was. Playing, I didn't realize it was based off of a book. I didn't either. It's it's bad. That's interesting. The game is actually the game is a sequel to the novel Parasite Eve. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. The story is wild. It's about, it's so weird and silly. Like the, in the nineties in particular, Japanese games had one of the, one of the things that they focused on a lot was genetic engineering in part because of Dolly, the sheep and the cloning, all the cloning stuff that was coming up. Um, Not just in Japan, obviously in the West too, we had things like man's best friend, that movie, Jurassic park. I like how I started with the, very, very less famous one, <laughs> like Jurassic Park, and <laughs> you, Man, you know that man's, classic, that classic man's best friend, multiplicity, <laughs> and then some other movie about dinosaurs. I don't know. Uh, is that Alan Grant? Um, <laughs> but I don't know if we ever told that story. <laughs> it, it, not, we'll save it. Save it for another day. We'll save it for the Jurassic Park episode. But um the fuck oh japanese games they were they were they were obsessed i mean resident evil is about genetic mutations and engineering and everything um but in so in this game it it postulates what if the mitochondria in a cell was actually sentient and like was evolving in its, its own separate organism and what if it one day decided it's had enough of being a smaller part of a larger cell it's jealous of the nucleus it's going to start using these powers to like spontaneously combust people it's the fucking weirdest thing but i love it i love you know it's again on par with the storytelling of resident evil like very silly stuff um i've also 
Still been playing New Horizons. I play a little bit every day. Still have not gotten Diana. I'm trying to kick Boomer off my island. I'm ignoring him. Every time he even comes near me, I turn up my nose and go the other way. Like, okay, Boomer. No, I don't say that. That's stupid. But I just, I want him to leave so I can go on some more journeys. I've been grinding away, getting those Nook tickets, those Nook miles uh, to get my girl Diana. So hopefully any day now. Summer started today, June 1st. So I caught a shark today oh, that was congratulations that was thank you thank you i'm doing some redecorating i moved my house i know this is all very exciting people are like you're two years late man we're done with this game <laughs> but uh i finally redecorated my living room everyone you're welcome <laughs> riveting uh, <laughs> i also played so i mentioned michelle last week on the podcast now we played mario kart this week she it's like every every week she's like introducing a new game i swear to god someone's fucking mowing the lawn do you hear that nope people have it out for me all the cars have been quiet and someone's like wait a minute it's about podcasting time let's get this mower out anyways um so she's like do you want to play luigi's mansion 3 with me and cody her boyfriend and i was like sure i didn't even realize luigi's mansion 3 had multiplayer and so she's like yeah i think we can play yeah you could be you could be gooigi well, I was Blue Luigi. <laughs> she was Gooigi to Cody's Luigi. There was, oh, wait, there's, there's a lot of Luigi's. There's more than... You can do more than just two people? You can have up to six people. What? Yeah. Because it's two people per system, so I think three Luigi's and three Gooigi's. I'm oh, pretty sure. okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. So we, we play that, and I was thinking, like, oh, this is, this is going to be easy. It's a kid's game. It's fucking hard. Number one, it's a rogue-like or roguelite. I'm still not sure of the the difference between those two things. I think it has to do with which elements are present. But yeah. when you die, you start all over again. So basically, you're trying to clear the levels of this hotel, uh-huh. and you choose how many levels you want to do. We kept choosing five and not making it to five. Um, but you choose how many levels you want to do, and then it gives you different objectives. So on the first floor, it might say clear 25 ghosts. And you have to go around and clear 25 ghosts. And the next level might say collect $25,000. And so you have to go around getting money. The next one might say find four toads. And like that is randomized. So like one round we had three in a row of like find ghosts, you know. And it's fucking hard. We kept losing. The furthest we made it was to to floor four. Roguelite. I, part of it was. Oh, sorry. I was oh, going to say rogue, no. roguelites uh, favor short gameplay runs at victory with victory conditions in contrast to some traditional roguelikes that could be played indefinitely. So roguelikes, oh, so roguelites have a finite objective. Objective. Yeah. objective yes. Yeah. Sorry. So it's a roguelite or roguelite elements at the very least. But, um, but it was, it was fun. You know, I, it took me a little bit to kind of get used to the gameplay again. I'd completely forgot how to play, but, but it was fun. And then I started Arcade Spirits, the new challengers. I got through the first level or day and I really like it so far. I'll have more to say next week, but um, it has the same charm and humor and quirkiness and everything that the first game did. So I'm really digging it. I was worried about the characters because, of course, when you play a game that's so character oriented like the first game, you fall in love with those characters. And when the next game comes out and it's like all new characters you're like what about the characters i love though you know what i mean like why why can't i get more of those and so i was a little bit worried but 
I've been introduced to all the major players and I really like the the cast in the new game. So I'm it has some weird little quirks that I'm this is not me trying to be super negative about the game, but it's like it's an indie game in like pure like indie like punk rock fashion where you can tell some of the ru- edges are pretty rough like the audio is like kind of all over the place and I almost suspect that they had all of the voice actors record their lines at home separately because like one voice actor might be like yeah so i think i'm gonna go play this game and then the next voice actor comes on and they're like what are you doing later <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck why are they so like uneven and the quality is different and everything but again it like kind of adds to the indie charm of the game because it doesn't have that same level of like perfect polish that like a triple a game does um i was gonna ask when this was released but yeah it's released during you know covid times so obviously yeah they probably didn't have the uh ability to go into the same place and record or whatever or make sure everybody had similar uh stuff setups and stuff yeah um but no i I, i've already just in the first day i've already laughed out loud a few times like legitimately and i feel like games don't usually make me do that so they've already gotten me a few times and I already think I have my eye on. I was going to say, who are you shipping right now? Jinx. Do you mm. have the side up? Or are you looking? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the characters. Yeah, I figured. Probably I've, your choice, too. I figured you'd pick that. Well, I don't know what. I don't know who's actually going to end up being my choices because the rival manager, she she is a hottie. She's like right up my alley, but she's the rival manager. Am I going to be able to, to date her? I don't know. Probably not. But I'll, like multiple, like several of the characters, Zapper is super cute. She's very high energy though, so I'm like, Ugh. like that doesn't quite mesh with my like personality, um, which I feel like maybe maybe people in the audience are like, are you sure you talk a lot? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it is, this is not my normal state. Let me just say, but uh, but no, I I really like Zapper. Grace is Grace was like my number one choice, but she's sort of the opposite of Zapper in that she's very quiet and like shy and kind of nerdy. Um, whereas I feel like Jinx is very mysterious and she's standoffish, but they do this really interesting thing. And I, I will spoil this one thing about when you first meet Jinx. So I'm going to spoil something. If you don't want the spoiled, skip ahead, maybe 30 seconds to a minute. Um, but the first time you meet Jinx, so she's disabled. She has a she has cysts on her spine and it leads to uh, immobility in her limbs. And so she can't use her legs very well. And um, when you first meet her, she's in a racing cabinet. She's racing. And when she's done, she turns around and you lock eyes. And it gives you dialogue prompts to say something to her. But they don't give you any good prompts. It's like wrong. It's basically says at the top, like wrong answers only. So you can only <laughs> fumble and like say something really awkward and put your foot in your mouth. It's like a part of like that story. I thought that was such an interesting choice. What, are your legs broken? Is is that right. like one of the options? <laughs> I think there's one because you, you can do like the the kind of kind, empathetic response and it still ends up being awkward. Mm. You can do like the logical response. It's awkward. But yeah, there is one where you can try to make a joke. I don't remember what the joke is. I did not go for that one. The one I chose was silence. <laughs> Just don't say anything. Yeah. In true Joey fashion. It's still, right. It, it's still it's still bad. It still was like, you know, putting my foot in my mouth, but I didn't, the other like preemptive responses that they give you 
felt wrong. You know what I mean? But it's still not the right answer to just stare silently. Uh, but I, th- I thought it was super interesting that they force you into that situation because I feel like so many of us probably have had that. And that's a, a just a reality for a lot of people with disabilities is like having to overcome that awkward hurdle with so many people. So I thought that was that was kind of cool. But but yeah, so that's been really good. And I think that's it. I think that's all I've been playing. What are you staring at me for? <laughs> now you know how it feels. <laughs> Every time I glance down here, I'm like <laughs> intensely staring at me in the chat. But um, is that it? I think we're, I think that's it. Should uh, we? Should we? Well, move before on to- before we move on, we're we're talking about nostalgia stuff with like Parasite Eve and all that stuff, and yeah, how you're saying like you want to make an you don't want to make another one and all that stuff. Uh, we did watch the um, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers movie. Really fucking good. <laughs> Really? <laughs> really fucking good. Um, I keep hearing that, but wow. It, it, it's way more adult than I thought it would be. Um, it's still it's still a kid's movie. I think it's I think it's PG, but it, it does touch some on some more adultish themes. It's really good. It's really funny. Uh, wow. It's genuinely good. It's a really good story. Uh, I was I was I, I, I mean, I, I wasn't going in with low expectations or anything like that. Like it, from watching the trailer, I'm like, this is fucking bonkers. And it holds up like it's fucking bonkers all the way through, and it's really good. Uh, I de- I would definitely recommend checking it out. So there, they, they I've, apparently there are several cameos in it. One of them has been spoiled for. Oh yeah, probably me and most of the internet. Um, I won't spoil it again. Plays a, in case play, you haven't plays heard an it. actual prominent role in it too. Uh, there's I, it, there's yeah. there's a lot of uh there's a lot of references and just stuff that's just like quick 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 we, i, I kind of want to watch it either watch it again and just look for all that those references or just go through a fucking site that has everything because there's just so much like some of the stuff is like maybe it wasn't like a direct one-to-one like it, it wasn't this character but it was referencing this character sort of thing a lot of just like little subtle in jokes and stuff like that but really good i enjoyed it i recommend it so watch it now. And the fact that they they use they use the real name of that character too, and I'm assuming probably some of the other characters. And everyone was wondering, like, how did you like? Did you because it's Disney that made this movie, right? Yes. Like, did Disney like get the they, rights for it? They they, they did not. <laughs> they make references to uh, a a lot of other companies and stuff like that, and like they have a lot yeah. of other characters from other from other you know companies and stuff like that, and it's like. I think it's, I think it, it, it's either they have just like, you know, handshake agreements that this stuff can get used or it's just because it's under some sort of fair use sort of thing. I don't know, honestly, how it works. Uh, but someone came out and said, I think from Disney and they said that it was basically, it's under the, the umbrella of parody Okay. because they changed certain things about it. But like, <laughs> I'm like, that seems a little shady, man. You're Disney. You have. Billions and billions of dollars. Hey, I like, mean, they know. could, they if they can get away with it, why not, right? I guess. Didn't the, the the governors threatened to ruin, uh, get rid of their copyright on Mickey Mouse, so they got to cut cords and keep that money coming <laughs> any way they can. I guess, right? But I guess I like that idea of there being, like you said, a handshake. Like when I saw Wreck It Ralph, and there's like all these video game references in that, and like that, I thought that was really fun and really cool. Um, I like the idea that there's again, like a handshake between Nintendo and Disney being like, yes, you can use our characters, but apparently not like now I'm wondering about that. Like, did they, 
Because that wasn't parody, like when they were using well, Bowser that was, and I I mean that's that was probably more direct like agreement sort of thing. I bet if yeah. you go and look in there, there's probably like, you know, these characters are copyright of Nintendo, like all that stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I have to look hmm. into that. Anyway. Interesting. Speaking anyway, of nostalgia. So, speaking of nostalgia, our feature for this week, again, was going to be our favorite video game weapons. That's gonna be pushed back a few weeks. So we had to sort of scramble to come up with a topic and Ron suggested gaming memory association. So when you think of, and we're talking weird stuff, not just like I associate the super Nintendo with super Mario world, like no fucking <laughs> down, like stuff. That's like a little bit more well, of a shit, stretch. That's off that. my list that oh, you're like, Oh, there goes that there goes super Mario brothers. There goes Mario 64. <laughs> <laughs> I associate the zapper gun with the NES. <laughs> Gonna go right down the line. The color gray, <laughs> the color purple with GameCube. I'm just scratching it all off. Um, but no, some things are that are a little bit more unexpected, or maybe like very few other people might have that kind of association. I have a couple like that, and then I start getting into a little bit more of like the, you know, loosey goosey kind of area. But um, so this is going to be sort of a walk down memory lane, I guess. So. Wants to start. You want to start? I'll, I'll start because the, the, the first, right. the first thing I thought is the fucking dumbest thing. Um, but whenever I hear Aerosmith, <laughs> I always think about uh, hanging out in Gary's room and playing fucking TurboGrafx sixteen. No, I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say one like something that we played because no. I never played Turbo. And I was like, I don't, I do not associate Aerosmith with that. But uh, were, you, were you guys listening to an album on repeat or something? We would, we, for whatever, I mean, we were fucking like nine, ten, whatever, 12, like in that, the Armageddon in, soundtrack. No, this is like fucking <laughs> big ones. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, what's the other one? I can get a grip and like, you know, all those other fucking shitty ass fucking late 80s early 90s aerosmith albums we just i mean early now you guys were jamming to them well i mean yeah because we were the cool kids <laughs> listening to fucking aerosmith uh playing turbo graphics <laughs> no it's seriously like like one of the memories like specifically is um the song eat the rich listening to that song and playing um this game called silent debuggers it's like this weird like 3d 3d quote-unquote uh game where it's like a corridor shooter not even like a yeah it's kind of a shooter but you're like you know you're just going down like a hallway like frame by you know like screen by screen and like you have like aliens coming after you and you have like some it's basically aliens except um in a really shitty anime format yeah, like that's that that is like those two are always going to go together, one hundred percent. I have no fucking clue how to get rid of that. <laughs> if I could just scrub Aerosmith from my brain, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, that that that's one of the ones. Like just like, and it's mainly Aerosmith too. I don't know why it's not anything else. I guess we just listen to a shit ton of fucking Aerosmith. <laughs> I mean, we were listening to other stuff too, but for whatever reason, Aerosmith. And turbo graphics, like those are always gonna go hand in hand forever for eternity. Well, I'm not gonna close my eyes. 
that that song was not even a fucking (laughs) thought in steven tyler's balls so (laughs) what (laughs) well you know what let's just we will actually tell the alan grant story now because i can't that's something that i can't think of alan grant from jurassic park (laughs) without thinking of playing were you were you there for i was i was i was there for that Okay, this was like really early into our friendship because like Tina was there. So this must have been like late sophomore year of high school, maybe like over the summer between sophomore and junior year. But like we were early friends. And because at first I was more Gary because Gary and I went to high school together. um, And then Gary introduced me to you. And so we would like hang out with you like but like I was Gary's friend first, I think. And and like especially with Tina, there wasn't like a ton of overlap. There was some overlap, I think, with you. But it was in that time period where there were the four of us that we would play Mario Party a lot or like a lot of different games. But like Mario Party was like one of our games and we were in Gary's bedroom and we were all sitting on his bed with our backs to the wall playing Mario Party. Was it Mario Party or was it Mario Kart? I thought it was Mario Party, but either way, it was one of those those Mario games. One of those Mario Um, games. 64. One of those. There's just a few of them. Oh, you know what I associate Um, Mario with? Nintendo 64. Oh, really? That's amazing. <laughs> Why is that? Can you tell us? What memories do you have? Well, it all started back in 1889. Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so Gary had these shelves, these like small shelves around the corner or on the corner, around the, the border of his like room. And he had action figures on them. And we were sitting and they were above our heads. So you couldn't see them whatsoever. But we're sitting and we're playing the game. And this was not purposeful at all. I wasn't doing this to like be funny or anything, but it was like in the middle of like, we're like laughing about a joke or something. And I just stop and I whip around and point up and I'm like, is that Alan Grant? And you guys thought it was like the funniest thing ever, but it didn't seem weird to me until you pointed out that like, but it was because when we walked in, I had, I saw it and I was like, Oh, that's Alan Grant. But we were talking about something. So like, I didn't want to interrupt and like, and I also thought it was kind of weird. Like, it doesn't matter. But I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, it was so early in our friendship. I'm like, Gary's a, I, apparently Gary's a big, I love Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? He's got Alan Grant action figure. Like, I should bring that up. And apparently, I don't know how to like wait for the right moment because we're like in the middle of some other joke or something. And so I just whip around. I'm like, is that Alan Grant? It was literally, <laughs> apro- so, it was literally apropos of nothing. Like you literally yeah. were like, I don't even think like sentences were finished yet. You just stopped, turned around. Is that, <laughs> and you like did it in such a fluid motion. Like you didn't even have to scan <laughs> the room for it. You just turned around and pointed to it. You knew exactly where it was. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> He's got it up on a shelf in his room. It's obviously a place of importance. He's looking down upon us. <laughs> um, and it was, it was Alan Grant. It was, Alan, it, was it was Alan Grant, indeed. <laughs> so now, like, I can't hear, I can't help but hear Alan Grant. Like, I love Jurassic Park, and I have plenty of other associations, but, like, especially if I see, like, a figure or something, I'm like, is that Alan Grant? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a thing. Uh, and, and that just made me think about Ghost B, Ghost B, Ghost B, Turtle B. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like... That that that's just associated with the B button or anything on Nintendo yeah. <laughs> related or anytime we play Mario Party. That one the quick short, we were playing Mario Party and it was one of the mini games where you had to like you had like 
four, what is it, like four characters you had to like, or three characters, each one of them was associated with a button. And when that character... I think they were holding signs. They were holding signs or something like that. Yeah. And you had to... show like a character like a boo or or a shell or a question mark or whatever. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like three or four. And each one was associated with a button, A, B, and then probably the L and R buttons or the Z button or whatever. And when that image popped up, you had to be one of the first people to hit that button that corresponded with that person or that character. And one of our friends, Matt was just like, he's like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm just going to try to remember ghost B ghost B ghost B. And he was just like repeating it. Ghost B ghost B. And then the turtle popped up and he's just like immediately yells out B and hits the B, but he's like, fuck <laughs> that is not, that was Matt. I thought that that was Matt Sorson. What? I thought that was me. Wasn't no, that me? That was not you. That was not you. That was Matt Sorson. Matt Sorson? Yeah, you remember. Did I ever hang out with Matt Sorson? Yeah. He was the guy that worked I don't at Tower. Know if I did. He was the one that worked at Tower. Blonde hair, glasses. I don't remember him. You would remember him. I guess. But I thought I thought that was me. See, no, that was the funny yeah, thing wow. about memories. Like, yeah. yeah. Your memory's going. No, that was, that was a Sorson. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's funny. I just totally like totally stole that memory because now it's in my memory that I did it because <laughs> like, I remember being so obsessed with coming in for, that's yeah that's that's wild I really maybe I might have had a similar that game I think is prone to you doing yes that, being like I I mean now you're now you're making me question it you're gaslighting me and let's ask Gary, uh, Gary would yeah know. Gary would know for sure so Gary I feel like that is about 60% of our friendship between the three of us is trying to sort out memories <laughs> as being like Ron, how do you, what do you remember this? Cause me and Gary will have different memories and you'll be like, this is what I remember. We're like, ah, I like 60% of our friendship is like trying to remember who did what, <laughs> <laughs> who was responsible for this. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll ask, uh, ask Gary, but did you have another use of that was a quick aside? Uh, I mean, if you got, if you got one, you can go ahead. I, I, I have, so I have a bunch with, earthbound and chrono trigger there's like tons of associations but the one with earthbound i think the one the memory that jumped to mind is immediately when you said that we should do this was no doubt's tragic kingdom and the game earthbound because i had we had this little crtv is like probably like a 12 or 14 inch tv in our dining room at the time when we lived in this little apartment behind j dragon tattoo in chicago and i had played earthbound and i loved it and at the time didn't have a lot of games to play and I loved it so much that I was like, I need to play it again. So I played it again and I was like, I love it. And I don't have any other games to play. I'm going to play it again. And so the third time I was playing it, I was also obsessed with the band, no doubt at the time. And the first two playthroughs, when I played it, I renamed the character of Paula to Gwen for Gwen Stefani, lead singer of no doubt. Cause I also had a big crush on her. And so the third time I was like, well, wait a minute, if I have Gwen, in the game in my party and I'm obsessed with this uh no doubt tragic kingdom was the first CD I ever got it was my first ever CD really I still have it to this day yeah because hmm. I had cassettes before that yeah I was that's this is aging us not so gracefully but um <laughs> but I had I had a handful of cassettes I had like Soundgarden's A-sides and Garbage the first Garbage album I, I did have Tragic Kingdom I had Melancholy and Infinite Sadness I, so I had some cassettes but uh, I was going to a No Doubt autograph signing. And so I didn't even have a CD player, but I was like, can I get the CD 
so that they can sign it. And so my parents bought me No Doubt Tragic Kingdom. And they weren't even signing stuff that you gave them. They were just signing posters. So I was like, I, all right, I got my first CD. I don't have a CD player. But um, but yeah, so I, I was obsessed with that album. And I was like, it's a fun, upbeat kind of... I mean, there's some couple sad songs on there, of course. But it's like a pop punk ska album. So I'm like, you know, this will be a good soundtrack. So I listened to that soundtrack or I listened to that album so many times playing through that game probably another two or three times and so for the longest time anytime someone would bring up earthbound in the music stupidly my brain would immediately be like yeah that was a great album (laughs) (laughs) and it's like no 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 no. hold on joey there's a real soundtrack to the game there's real music that's not and it does it has a is an amazing it does have a really good uh, soundtrack 16-bit soundtrack yeah but but if you're ever looking for an alternative i feel like that could be a whole episode it's like even if we didn't do that, like coming up with albums that we think would be good soundtracks for games, maybe we'll do that at some point, but like we'll do a curated like playlist or something, but uh, um, a game, a gaming, uh, a, a, a lo-fi beats to game to playlist. Yeah. Yeah. So earthbound. So no doubts, tragic kingdom from 1996 or 95. I think it was as, uh, is, is the unofficial alternative soundtrack for earthbound for me. <laughs> You know what my first CD but, uh, was? What? Collective Soul. Wait, wait, let me guess. Oh, let me... Oh, I already said it. Was it Collective Soul? Collective Soul. Self, said? It's the self-titled. Wow. I got it from Galaxy World. The arcade. Surprising. What is Galaxy World? Gal- arcade? Yeah, Galaxy. Okay, oh, you got it. You don't know. Okay, well, it was called, also, it was Galaxy World, then it became Odyssey's Zone, or like Odyssey's Zone was the whole thing. It was like, it was like, you know, a multi-thing complex. So it was like, it had bowling, it had bumper cars and and a big arcade. I think Odyssey Zone was the whole place and Galaxy World was just the arcade. Uh, Really fucking sick arcade back when arcades were cool. Wait, did you get it with tickets? I got it with with tickets. Oh my God. (laughs) I won enough tickets to fucking get Collective Souls self-titled on cd was it the only cd or were there there were other ones but that was the one that i'm like i i knew i was i i knew the band like i i heard them on the radio and all that stuff so i'm like i'm gonna get that one because i like that song gel um you still have it i should i think it's i think it's in that box i think it's in that box see i don't I, i think that's what i'm keeping just because of that reason <laughs> uh yeah, man, Galaxy World a, was a fun time. It's about that time that that our CDs should probably start doing what do they call it? Pixel decay or digital decay uh, or something? Uh, data rot. Data rot. Uh, Damn it. Data rot. I don't think happens as much on manufactured CDs. That happened more oh. on the like burned CDs and stuff like that. I've definitely have a handful of like um, you know CDRs that like it's just starting to flake off now. Like the, the top is it because they use like a softer metal? It's because the the production process the uh if I believe if I remember correctly the uh manufactured CDs are actually in the the the, the plastic like they're actually like the the reflective layer is in the plastic whereas uh, CDRs it's laid on top of it uh, oh, and that's gotcha. that's how it I believe that's how it it works if I remember hmm. correctly. Um, my weird another another weird memory of mine. Well, sorry, sorry. Before oh, we yeah, get there, sorry. did you ever have you ever gone to Galloping Ghost? Yeah, yeah, I've gone there once or twice. Twice. I used to hear the advertisements on B ninety six all the time 
Um, that was one of the commercials that I remember. And I've never been there, but Amy, our, my friends Amy and Russell keep saying they're going to bring me there. And so sometime they, COVID got in the way of that. But Wait, B96? Are you listening to B96 now? When I was a kid, yeah. They, I don't, has Galping Ghost been around that long? It was some arcade. I thought it was the... Or was the it was some arcade that was advertised on B96. I don't think it was Galloping Ghost. Galloping Ghost, I don't think it's been there that long. It had a cool name like that, though. You sure it wasn't Galaxy World? You it sure it wasn't Excalibur? No. Oh, you know? No, but that's a club. <laughs> I know. It was an arcade. Whatever it was, it was like some kind of arcade, and it was like, so many arcade cabinets and stuff. I mean, it could have been Q101 later on that I heard it on, or, I, or I, K-Rock or something. I don't think... K-Rock. K-Rock's fucking California. Uh, what's the what's the one that we had? Q one, uh, the loop, uh, Rock one hundred three five, one hundred three five. Yeah, but it had a different name. It was just Rock it? Rock one hundred three five. Huh. Uh, Galloping Ghost. I guess that's what I'm thinking. K Rock. Yeah. Uh, Galloping Ghost opened in 2010, so there's no way you heard that on B ninety six. I do God, damn, vaguely remember that ad. No, though now and right. I can't think of where it was. It was somewhere that seemed so far away living in the city that I was like, ah, oh, that's like an hour drive <laughs> when you're a teenager and you don't have a car. It's like impossible to get to, but I wanted to. I don't, I don't. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. All, like I said, all I remember is Ladies Night and Excalibur. Starbeat and Excalibur. Present. Starbeat Presents. What's happening? I can't. Now, <laughs> you need to task your fucking students for finding that because I cannot find those ads. I can find the ads <laughs> from like the late, like, Late seventies, early eighties, Starbeat ads, but I can't find the ones from the fucking nineties. Um, so if you want to task him to try to find those, by all means. would you use that in like a mix or something? No, I just, I just, I just, I just want those. I just want to fucking listen okay. to those fucking stupid <laughs> ads on loop. Um, <laughs> Starbeat presents. What's happening? It's ladies' night. It's ladies' night. It's that, that guy's voice. It's ladies' night hey, at Excalibur. Ladies. Uh, anyway. Enough of that. Enough of that <laughs> nostalgia. Let's get some other. Um, yeah. Another memory that always comes up is when I played Doom. And this is, again, it's such a weird scenario. But when I used to play Doom a lot uh, in my early teens, it would be in my room on the computer. I would have the TV on usually be watching like fucking Dateline or something like that. Uh, because I was a fucking nerd and I'd watch the news and shit being a teenager, (laughs) um, with the sound on. And then I'd also be having, I'd also have like music on at the same time. So I'd be playing doom, watching fucking nightline and fucking listening to like the downward spiral all at the same fucking time. (laughs) um, Famously, Trent Reznor's <laughs> yes. number one news show. <laughs> um, that's that's just that's something that's always ingrained in my memory. It's just like, and it, it's always too like I would have because I was like I I was the type of person like lights either had to be one hundred percent on or all the way off. Like I was never like oh, I'll have this one light on, just have a little bit. No, it's like every light in my room is fucking on or they're all fucking off, and it's just the TV. So yeah, I would be sitting in my room, the lights full on like TV on sound on playing doom for fucking hours on end. Yeah. That's a, 
just such a weird association like that. I can't shake that memory at all. Um, so like what, which one of those components, like when you hear someone say nightline, are you like, see, I only, I only think about it with doom. I only think about it like huh. with doom itself, not, not listening to this album or anything. Cause it could, it could have been any album. It didn't matter what album it was. It was just like whatever I was listening to at the time. And then, it wasn't always Nightline, you know, sometimes it could have been 60 Minutes or whatever, you know, it could just been whatever news was on, like news magazine show was on at the time, uh, Dateline or 2020 or whatever. But I was like, I always watched those shows because, again, I was a fucking nerd. So you actually watched them? You oh, weren't yeah. like, I just need something on in the background? I, well, I mean, I would. Wow. I, w- I, I wouldn't. When I, if I were playing Doom, I probably wouldn't like watch it. I'd probably like turn my head if I heard something interesting, and I'd turn like watch like that segment or whatever. Um, but more often, yeah, more often than not, when I was playing Doom, it's probably more just kind of background noise along with the album that I was playing at the time too. So it's just like this this mishmash of fucking all this information, and I would have the sound on on Doom as well. So like, it's just too much, too much intake at one point yeah that's weird that's wild i still i still now i still do that though like i'll still like just throw the tv on but i I usually don't have the sound on but i'll have the tv on and i'll be listening to an album i'll be playing a game and all the same thing i'll just like turn towards the tv occasionally and just like watch it while i'm playing a game so like that never left me i just don't have the sound on on all three things at one time anymore yeah doom Doom, Nightline, and fucking some <laughs> alternative industrial rock band. In, and they're like, tonight on Nightline, the epidemic of violent video games. And you're like, oh, turn it off. <laughs> that stuff always fascinated me because it was like, it's such bullshit. And it is. They, yeah, they, can, is. they cover it so poorly, too. Yeah. Like, it's always, it was always so fresh. And they still do it, unfortunately, with the recent mass shootings. We're seeing a lot of politicians point the fingers at video games again. And it's the most ridiculous argument um, and scapegoating. And if you look into the actual data on it, it's, it doesn't hold any water. People will point to, Oh look, but there's all these, these studies that have been done and they're all limited with poor methodology. So you can do poor, poorly, you know, conducted experiments and, and everything to support whatever claim you want. And it just doesn't hold water. And the other thing is go look up violent crime and murder rates for, youth from the FBI uh, uniform crime report, which is the collection that they do every year of all law enforcement agencies across the country. And you'll see that the chart is just ridiculous because pre 1980 rates were incredibly high and it dropped down to a low in 1993, which was around the time that they were doing the hearings saying violent video games are making our youth corrupt and violent. And it's like, we're literally the lowest point of youth <laughs> being violent and murderous that we ever have been. And you're sitting here playing video games and it's gone up a little bit since then. But if you look again at the chart, if anything, video know. games have probably kept people from being violent. If you want to, right. if you want to correlate Did it with that way, it? like yeah. it's only gone down since video games come out. So I want to make my own study and that's true. 100%. That's right. I tested it on myself. Yep. Um, I mean, I came no, out. I came that out. sounds bad. That sounds like I would have done something. <laughs> Never mind. Cutting this out. Um, <laughs> I speaking of the thing that you you were talking about, like listening to things, and I don't know that I ever watched things, but 
I used to listen to music and this is a, another brief aside, but like I used to listen to music like full blast and headphones while playing things like Mario Kart or perfect dark. And like I have that, those kinds of memories. I don't have any specific songs or albums cause I would just listen to them on shuffle, but that I loved doing that. And now I'm like, I don't think my anxiety could let me do that. I think I would feel like overwhelmed because like I would be like, I got to hear things, you know, and I got to hear if there's a shell coming after me in Mario Kart or something. But, but that was like one of my favorite things to do was just listen to music and play a game that I knew so well that I could kind of do it like mindlessly and just kind of zone out. Like it was such a, there's def- a unique experience. There's def- I definitely I games that. I could do that now too, to where I just, I don't like usually like, <clears throat> When we're playing Grand Theft Auto or something like that, if we're playing online or if I'm just playing by myself or whatever, and I'm just going online doing like just random shit, just whatever, like I'll usually like, you know, I turn the music off in game because I've already heard all the songs like, you know, millions of times. Uh, So like I'll just turn the music off and just have like the basic game sound on and I'll just be having an album playing in the background the whole time. So when you guys are talking about, oh, cool, the Top Gun theme is playing and I'm like, I just hear nothing. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was such a cool moment too. I wish it would like override <laughs> some of those settings for that, like to allow that yeah. stuff. But I mean, I get it why they don't because if you're streaming the game, that's a you know copyright hit. So uh, content match, I guess. I have, but that that's been helpful because there's that that new. So in the wake of the Wordle, you know, craze, there's an app or an, uh, not an app, but a site called Hurdle, mm-hmm. which is the music version of that. And like they've used like three Grand Theft Auto Five songs, which are of course not Grand Theft Auto Five songs first, but yeah, as songs soon as I heard them, I was like, them. "That's from Grand Theft Auto Five, yeah." So I still, I, I still haven't done those. that yet. Still haven't tried Hurdle yet. I think you'd like it. I probably yeah. would, and then I would probably just be like, "Okay," sort of thing. There was a Kate Bush song the other day. Oh, really? Was it yeah. running up that hill? Was not. I don't think. Was it Hounds of Love? I, I don't remember. I got it. Was wrong. it? Was it a kick inside? Was it WoW? Well, it definitely wasn't WoW. Was it Jig of Life? You know that one. (laughs) Yes, it was. Was it Experiment 4? I'm just just going to keep naming Kate Bush songs here. (laughs) (laughs) Another association, though, I have is uh, to go back to that same time period in my life. And I had, again, there were so many formative video game experiences at this time because it was when I first realized that I loved video games and it was like an essential part of my personality. Um, but Chrono Trigger, which again, have tons of associations for, but there's a character named Marl and she looked like Gwen Stefani. So I would name her. No, I'm just kidding. That's, that is true, but it's not, that's not the association. Did you just uh, name all someone, the females Gwen? Any, yeah. Any blonde character. Well, I will say though, Marl was very Gwen like, cause they were yes. both like tomboyish and like her sense of style. And she had like a blonde ponytail. She was very, very Gwen Stefani like, but, um, whereas Paula, not from Earthbound, not so much. But no, I associate, weirdly enough, nachos and cooling. <laughs> like, kind of those two, even individually. Like, if someone says, we like, eating nachos and playing games, I think of Chrono Trigger. Or, like, making Kool-Aid or something, I think of Chrono Trigger. Because my friend Mike uh, came up at the time. I don't remember if he had moved to Florida yet. But he was either moving to Florida or just moved to Florida. But he came over and stayed with us for a couple days and I think my mom was like out like she wasn't it was just just us in the apartment and so we could we're, we're teenagers we had a little bit of money we can kind of do whatever we wanted so we were like let's play video games and like 
eat junk food. So we went to the store and we're like, let's make nachos because nachos in the 90s were kind of a big deal. It was like one of those foods that marketers were sure that teenagers loved. And because the marketers told me I should love it, I loved it. So we were like, let's make nachos. And plus, we were like watching Beavis and Butthead and stuff. And they love nachos. It doesn't matter. We wanted nachos. So we were trying all these different combos. We're like, because we're teenagers, too. So we'd never really done grocery shopping on our own. So we don't know what nacho cheese to get. We don't know what chips to get. So we're buying these different chips and different cheeses. And we're experimenting with things. And we're like, what if we like heat up the cheese and then pour it on the nachos? And we had so many fucking nachos over the course of like two or three days. And then we bought Kool-Aid because we, we had money, but we wanted to spend it on the cheese and the nachos. So we're like, we don't have money for like soda and all that stuff. Why don't we just Kool-Aid is super cheap. So we bought Kool-Aid. But once again, we're like 14, 15 years old or something. And not, not a lot of Kool-Aid making experience. So we're like, let's put a lot of sugar in. We put so it's a, basically like syrup. We were drinking syrup and like overly cheesy nachos. <laughs> But um, oh. but we were just so convinced that like, this is pure joy. Like now I think back and I'm like, oh, God, I probably I'm I'm surprised I survived those couple of days. But but yeah, it was it was it was uh, but it was fun, though. And now anytime again, someone brings up Kool-Aid or nachos instantly think of Chrono Trigger. That, that's again, half the things that people name. I think that, of Chrono Trigger, that, that's but. that sort of thing. Like, you know, like you're an adult, like or you're an adult. And you can go do things right. like like Andrea and I realized like after we moved into our previous apartment, like dude, we're right down the street from fucking Baskin Robbins. Let's go buy a fucking ice cream cake. Like we're adults. <laughs> Let's just go buy a fucking ice cream cake. We're, we, that's what adults do. We don't, we don't, we don't need, we don't need a special occasion. We can just go fucking buy it. And we did. And we bought yeah. an ice cream cake and ate it over the weekend. Like it was fucking great. This past yeah. weekend, we're like, let's go buy some fucking Tostino's party pizzas and make some fucking Rice Krispie treats. And of course, like I've never made Rice Krispie treats in my adult life. So I had to look up a fucking recipe because I have no fucking clue how to make them. Uh, it's really easy. It's a bag of uh, 10 ounce, 10 ounce bag of marshmallows, uh, four tablespoons of butter. Uh, you mix in, melt the butter, mix in the uh, marshmallows, melt it all down. Then it's six cups of uh, Rice Krispies. There you go. Rice Krispie treats. Oh. Uh, but we also did Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh, treats too. Basically just did the same recipe with just Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Also really good. Um, <laughs> but bring, did, you, did you save some for Gary? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they were too good. They were too good to save. Um, it's a non-gaming association. Yes. When I hear Cinnamon, I think of Gary because <laughs> he loves it. Well, speaking of Gary, you brought up the... Uh, kool-aid nachos thing and it reminded me of the other thing i was thinking about um when i think back to our sleepovers and playing fucking perfect dark and all that stuff i think back about how we would go to the mall and ask for free samples of things like whatever they'd have and that one time we went to fucking fye or whatever or well it wasn't fye it was what was it was it wasn't suncoast what was the other fucking music store? Suncoast. Oh, man. What was uh, Sam Goody? Yeah, Sam Goody. Uh, they had the Zowers. Remember they had oh, they had all those fucking sample packs of Zowers? And they're like, 
here just fucking take this whole box they gave us so many they gave us a fucking ton we had enough for like a month well we well we and were eating them like every day i remember at one point like we had that big bowl and we we're like let's just fucking just open all these little sample packs up and just dump <laughs> them all in the bowl like a giant like think of like the three pound bags of like mike and ike's that you can get now that's how many free samples of Zowers that we had. And just so you... Did, it was like a just, punch bowl just, filled. Just so you know, Zowers are basically a sour version of Mike and Ike's. Yeah. Um, so they're way more tart. So the lemon is just that much worse uh, than... Because <laughs> I remember like we were, we were like, ah, yeah, we'll just fucking eat these all night. And like it's just this sour powder that's on them that just coats your entire fucking mouth. And, you know, we weren't smart we were drinking soda we weren't drinking water <laughs> with this so we're like fucking downing pepsis and fucking eating these hours just getting super fucking dehydrated feeling like shit not knowing why we feel like shit uh, <laughs> they were so good though they were we just kept eating we just them. kept eating them and that was that was the problem too so like we you know we got to finish the bowl we open these all up we got to finish the bowl they're gonna go these free samples are gonna go bad <laughs> And then just playing Perfect Dark all night. Oh, God. Well, that reminds me of an associated memory. Uh, when we worked, so we both worked at a CD shop called CD Warehouse uh, and then CD Trader. And they had we had this candy machine in there that had Mike and Ike's in it. And we would occasionally, you know, put a quarter in and get some. But at some point, we decided to get a big bag, right? Like a huge, yeah, I, I had, massive bag. I had access to a Sam's membership, and there's a Sam's like right down the street from where we were. Yeah. And we're like, instead of spending a quarter for like a small handful, why don't we just spend like six bucks and get a giant fucking bag of them? Massive. It's like the size of two babies stacked together, duct taped together. I, th- I think they're five pound bags. I think it's I like, it was a five yeah, pound bag of Mike and Ike's. But the thing is, even then, because a lot of the stuff we're, we're saying now, I'm like, my anxiety could fucking never. Like, number one, go to a store. No, my anxiety is like, no. But then ask someone for a free sample. I would be avoiding the sample people right now because my anxiety is so bad. But yeah, when we're teenagers, we're dumb. But some of my neuroses were still around. Like, I have to eat the bad things first. So with the Mike and Ike's, Yellow was my least favorite by far. Well, I, I didn't even really we, we, like. We did a hierarchy, like we did, like okay, yeah. what we we basically said, like rank your rank your flavors, and we did. We yeah. each did. We each ranked our flavors, and we both determined lemon was our least favorite. Yeah. So and so, I was trying to eat all of the yellow for the good of the land I, for both I, of I us. I was like, doing it too. <laughs> I, no, you were doing it too, but like that I, in my own memory, I'm like going through and. I was like, why didn't we not just throw them away or give them to someone or something? Put them in a sock, beat each other with them. Like, why did we? Because we that would have probably so been, many yellow. That would have probably been less painful than right. eating all. The- there was so, and we had, like, and we're sitting there. We're trying to. We're just because it was a pretty slow day. There's no one coming in, and this was over the course of probably like two or three days. And we just kept, and they wouldn't fucking go away. Like, I I swear there were like Mike and I gnomes. <laughs> That were coming in at night and like putting more in there. I was secretly and going so then, to the vending machine, popping in a couple cores. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you spent like thirty-two dollars to re- keep refreshing it. Um, 
But yeah, we were eating those things forever and we're like, they, it tastes like pine saw. Yeah. Like that's what it reminded us of. And, it, and, you're, and it, it was to the point where when you got to the good ones later on, it did, I was like, I don't want these anymore. We, I don't want you, well, ice. we we had to wait like two days so we can get our fucking yeah. taste buds back because the inside, one, eating straight sugar for like two days, yeah. like nonstop during like a six hour shift. That's not good for your mouth. Um, <laughs> and especially if you're adding something that's like a lemony to it, it's just making the inside of your mouth just like super fucking raw and like to the point where like you can't taste anything anymore except that. Uh, so yeah, when yeah. we actually got to the good ones, it's just like, I can't, I can't eat these right now. I can't even taste them. Like they just taste like fucking nothing. That was a, that was a bad time. <laughs> that was a bad time. Not, not video game related, but that's as soon as you said Zowers, I thought of our other, our other exploits with uh, similarly shaped and flavored candies. <laughs> but um, my next one, so my next two really are are a little bit of the more kind of cheapy ones where it's like, but they for for me they are specific memories. And one of them, and I might have talked about it before on the podcast, but it's Tom Petty's "Running Down a Dream." I'd heard that song a million times before playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, but that song in San Andreas felt so like number one, that soundtrack was just amazing as as it was to Vice City as well. But there was something so thrilling about San Andreas because it was like this massive world and you could do things like we talked about before that you couldn't necessarily do before you could fly, but it wasn't the same. Like you couldn't like, pick up the plane and like fly it, flying in San Andreas seemed more free to me. Um, and so I remember driving up this mountain on like a winding road, listening to running down a dream for the first time. And I was driving up to, I think, or out to the area where you can get into the, the, what is it called? The like crop duster. Mm, that was the yes. first plane I think that you kind of had access to. Yeah. And I was like, I heard that it's over here. And like, this is going to be my first experience flying in this game. And I could just fly wherever and land wherever. And so listening to that song, it's such a weird sense of like youthful exuberance in a way. It's like a video. It's like a, it was like a weird feeling that was outside of video games, but also within video games, like that kind of feeling that you have in the summer, like when you're like, I don't have school and I can do whatever I want. And like the whole world feels like it's ahead of you. I felt that like in the game. And that song, even though, again, well-established in my memory, in my mind, prior to that game, I will forever associate with that feeling in San Andreas now. So Mm. it feels a little cheaty because I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I associate that game with that song because it makes sense because it's on the soundtrack. But but that's uh, that's one of them for me. I always associate um, Tomb Raider, PlayStation 1 Tomb Raider with the summer I broke my ankle or twisted my ankle. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't know you broke it. Okay. Yeah, it was, a, it was a first day. I had literally just gotten out of school, like at the last day of school, went over to my friend's house and fucking just tore my ankle, like in his backyard, like 30 minutes after. And Damn. I just got to play a lot of PlayStation that summer. Uh, but I played through like a lot of Tomb Raider and uh, played through a lot of Worms too. Uh, I was thinking about that game not too long ago. Now I haven't played it in a very long time. Kind of want to play it again. Hmm. That's, is that one of the ones on the PlayStation? That might. List? That might. Is, that might have been. That's probably why I was thinking about it recently. I can't think of why yeah. else I would have been 
uh, thinking about it. Oh, what do you think? What do you think about most of the games having the PAL frame rate? I'm not a fan. I don't know why they heard that criticism about not just the PAL frame rate, but just the the poor or PAL ports being on the classic PlayStation, PlayStation Classic. And it seems like that was part of the reason that that didn't succeed in the way that they wanted to. So when you heard that criticism, why did you not, why did you make that mistake again? You know, and I'm hoping that they plan on, you know, redo Maybe it's a licensing thing. Like maybe the PAL licensing was looser or something. I don't know. That'd be, that'd be weird. Cause I, if I remember, if I, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe because European, I think European copyrights, like, lot less restricting after a certain amount of time could be wrong though yeah yeah so i'm hoping that they can i mean why can't they patch it at this point either you know what i mean like it'll be online so and they said because one of the things they said in the the news article originally was that some of these titles which of course keywords some but some of these titles will benefit from like improved frame rate and stuff so Maybe it won't be so bad. I don't know. It's, it's a little concerning, but 12 more days, and I guess we'll see. Yeah. June 13th. Are you, you going to play Parasite Eve again? Yep. It's not on there. <laughs> I thought it was. I mean, it's not. Oh. No. If it was, I would, if they put the second one, because I'm going to play the second one as well, mm. I would play it. My PlayStation 3 has been holding up just fine. I don't know what that blinking red light is. It's blinking right now, even still. <laughs> so Just put a piece of tape over it. It'll be fine. Yeah, I don't need to see that light. <laughs> um, but whose turn is it? Is it my turn? Your turn? You you did Tomb Raider. Just yeah, now, I just right? did a is quick Tomb Raider. I think I might be I might be kept out too. I can't think of anything else at the moment. Yeah, look. my last one is a is not even really a full memory. It's just the association of the band Green Jelly with Maximum Carnage, <laughs> because again, Green Jelly is and was a band before the game Maximum Carnage came out. They, they are still a band, just so you know. They're still a band. They're still a band. And they, they're the Maximum Carnage band, for all I'm concerned, because that's the, that was my first exposure. No, 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 no. No. They, didn't they do Three Pigs? Three Little Pigs. That was their first. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They did a, a song called Three Little Pigs. It had a very funny, like, claymation music video that I used to see, not so much on MTV, but on this, like, station this channel that would play late at night that you could like call in and order you pay like five the box oh yeah thank you memory unlocked uh by the way you can go on youtube someone's put just like fucking like a half hours or like an hour's worth of the box up on there and you could just watch like some direct like someone's vhs copy of the box on there so that's hilarious that would have been me if i was the right age because i was like always waiting for certain music videos i was like please (laughs) <laughs> and now that i think about it it's so weird like who was watching that because i was like probably like 10 years old at the time and it seemed like something that older people like teenagers watched but yeah like some of the most popular videos on rotation were like weird al yankovic thinks uh, weird al yankovic's uh gangster uh no amish paradise mm-hmm. and stuff like or jurassic park and i was like so excited yeah i probably would have been recording too if i had the the blank tapes and all that stuff because i was like someday they'll play that youtube the youtube video i like the video for numb i don't know if i know that video it's just like their faces and then like people's hands and feet pushing on Mm. them it's really stupid i I remember the box like when i was fucking 
five or six. Oh shit! Yeah, like that's how. I mean, it's been around for fucking ever. Uh, yeah, that that song. Um, is it Tina and Tammy? The the cars that go boom. Uh, we like the cars. Oh, the cars yeah. that go boom. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I remember that that song. Uh, that that song had a heavy rotation on the box for that. Oh, La Trim. That's what it was. Uh, mm. what fucking year was that? Jesus Christ. Um, way too fucking long ago. Eighty eight. Yeah, that's that's about that time. Yeah. I'm gonna go fucking. Yeah. So it was. Just, done with this. <laughs> yeah, you could call and like pay. It's like three dollars or five dollars or something. It's like yeah, it was like three ninety nine or something along those lines, and like you'd ba- they basically have like a uh like a ticker box that go across the bottom, and it would say the song title, and then they have like a three digit code on it, and they had like you know like a hundred, two hundred songs in rotation at a time, uh, or I think if if you I think if you, cause I don't think they reused numbers for an extended period of time, so like if you had a number. And it's not showing up on the ticker. If you type that in, there's a good chance that it would probably still play whatever it was before. Uh, but they mo- mostly like popped up with stuff that was um, um, more popular at the time, or stuff that was getting a lot of rotation in general. Um, and this is pre-internet too, so there's no way yeah. to like look up and like, oh, I wonder what number this song is. Like, no, you had to sit there and fucking watch that ticker and wait for that yeah. to come up. Uh, and, it would, and you would start memorizing it and you'd be like, oh shit, there's Aerosmith. I, I missed yeah. Weird Al. God damn it. Yeah. I got to wait like 10 minutes until it comes back around. Well, two, there would be another, like, so it's kind of like a weird, like, this, the actual video was in like a smaller screen and there was like a bunch of stuff going on around the outside. So I had the ticker at the bottom and then it had a little like side window that have like maybe some more, like maybe like the top hits of that week or that day or whatever. And there was another little box, and occasionally you'd see numbers getting typed into it. And when the, that was happening, that means someone had called in and requested a song. So you could see what song that they requested. Uh, the only problem is you never knew when that was going to come up because you don't know how many fucking people had requested songs in front of you. So you could request that song. It could play fucking three hours from now for all you know. but Or never play. Or never I play. Mean, that, that, and Because I think that was part of it, too, was like they would go with the stuff that got the most votes. So like if... 12 people had called in and put in the code for Weird Al Yankovic's Jurassic Park, that one would definitely play. That would be moved to the top of the queue. But if only one person called in and paid money to have Green Jelly's Three Little Pigs, um, and, you know, that was the only person, they might not play it. And it was like, I think that happened to me. I don't remember, though. So did you actually ago. call in? I want to say I did, and I was like, because I, I expected to run into a wall, and maybe I did. My memory is very unclear, so it's unreliable. But um, but I thought I called in because it was it was the Jurassic Park video that I wanted to see, the Weird Al Yankovic Jurassic Park. I really wanted to see it. but Because um, I mean, it was all just tied to your phone number because it was just a 900 number. So you call. It's not like you got to put in your credit card or anything like that. So you could just call right. the number and fucking request it and dispute the call. Which I think later. I did, yeah. And then my parents never... We're like, what's this charge, you know, which they were, I should have thought of more critically and been like, wait a minute, I can get away with other charges. <laughs> I could get away with other uh, telephone fraud. <laughs> I, when I was around that age, a little bit older, when I first started going through puberty, my cousin and I were obsessed with trying to get 
onto a phone sex line because those were big at the time too. And I'm like, what would we have done? There's no way they would have fucking, they would have immediately been like, you are a child. Hang the fucking phone up, you know? Like, well, how, what would we have done? We would have been like the really sad, like movie, like version of a kid who's trying to like, uh, hello, yes. This is. Uh, yes, I, I am an adult. Uh, yeah, my name's Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Joey. Hold on, let me take a sip of my syrupy Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I eat these three cheese nachos. Right. But but I definitely, so I definitely knew of Green Jelly before Maximum Carnage, but the soundtrack to that game is so good and is so just embedded in my memory from playing that game a bunch that, uh, yeah, I it doesn't matter if they're still a band, they're doing all this stuff. They could win a grammy this year they're not and i would be like it's the maximum carnage band <laughs> spoiler they're not going to yeah <laughs> that, that last album they put out like three four or five years ago not good at all oh uh, shit so i mean even going back and listening to those first two albums kind of kind of questionable i was a dumb kid anyway i think I, I i think i'm cashed out for memories and we went off on a side tangent about fucking pre- the box the box fucking that's hilarious uh, and but that's that's why i love doing these like memory lane type episodes because there are things that i like apparently was matt sourson that said ghost be ghost be i really thought in my we're, brain we're gonna have to i could like, like i said i think you're gaslighting me now and i my memory's I think getting you're gaslighting me uh, matt sourson doesn't even exist <laughs> <laughs> all in your memory no i remember the name I think I would need to see him because there was another Matt that I think I used to get him confused with. We used were, to we used to call we used Matt's. to call him Sorson. Uh, yeah, because there was Matt Quinnen. Matt Quinnen, and there was another Matt. Matt so Kilburn? we used to call. Kill what? Who? Kill Matt? Kill something? Mike Kilberry. Mike Kilberry. That's a different person a, entirely. Okay, different person. Um. Yeah, no, we used to call him Sorson because there were so many Matts. Because I think there was like another Matt that worked at Tower Records too. Uh, Matt Stone, I think, was one of them. But he hated just being called Sorson. Yeah. So, yeah. He's like, sorry, dude. Yeah, <laughs> gotta distinguish you somehow. But yeah, well, thanks for walking down memory lane with us. This was really fun. And you probably look forward to more episodes like it. We're old and we have a lot of hidden memories and stuff. I mean, when I end up finally going to Galloping Ghost, I'll report back because I am really excited for that. And when I play these arcade spirits games, which are very based in like arcade culture, I get that itch. I'm like, I haven't been to an arcade. There's one in DeKalb, which is right. I live in Sycamore, which is a neighboring town to DeKalb, Illinois. There's one. There's a little small arcade here that's supposedly pretty good. What's it called? I still haven't gone to that. I don't even remember. I think I think Matt and Kimberly have gone. I think they said it was it was it was pretty good. I wanted to take you guys out to well, Gary's already been, but I wanted to take you to Logan Arcade when you guys were out, but the weather was shitty, so we'll have to do that another day. But we'll do that. Play some fucking pinball. Play some. You just got. We should have mentioned this at the top of the show. First thing, you just beat your personal. Oh yeah, my personal best for on ice cold cold beer. beer, Ice cold beer. Ice cold beer. I, I I put another. Chalked another how many points did I add on there? Because I was at 80. 69. <laughs> I was like, I think it was like 80, 60. Yeah, I was at like, or 82 something before, and now I'm at 98, 10. So almost almost breaking that 10,000 10, point threshold. And I was only on, I think that was quarter number two. 
So damn. Um, and you said that there are no local, like they keep resetting the local high scores. There, right? there, there, there's, I mean, they don't, I don't think they even keep track of, uh, they don't have like a, 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 a leaderboard there. Uh, one of the, the guy that I know that works there though, he was telling me that he has seen someone clear the board 17 times. Damn. Like in a row, like in the same, in the same, quarter? yeah, in the same, in, in the same game. Which that's a that's going to be you. That's eighteen. That's times. a lot. That's a lot. It's hard not. I call you Ron eighteen times. Kluinski. I, I'm I'm getting pretty good at two and a half times right now. So, uh, but it it gets really fucking hard. So, I'm gonna keep going at it though. Gonna you got going. this. Yeah. yeah. World record, baby. No. <laughs> um, the we're gonna have it's gonna be a documentary like King of Kong, but about you competing with yourself. Yep. You're gonna play the roles of. Of Billy, what's his name? Mitchell. Billy Mitchell and other dudes. Steve, Steve Weeby. Steve Weeby is going to be you with a wig and then you without a wig. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be walking around a restaurant like a douche pretending like you're a good manager and stuff. And then sitting in the garage by yourself. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be fun. You're like, I hate that guy. <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Thank you for listening. <laughs> this was really fun. Um, we look forward to next week when we're covering, again, uh, Summer Game Fest and the PlayStation Showcase, which is happening tomorrow, probably today, if you're listening to this, the day that it's up. So look forward to probably a pretty long episode next week if we if it's going to be that filled with announcements. Um, and then again, the week after that, Pixels After Dark, baby. We're going to be talking about sex and video games, booties, boobies, all kinds of teas, titties. Okay, that sounds okay. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> that's, that's, we're good. Um, <laughs> you can email us and talk about how awkward I just said those words <laughs> at uh, prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Losperman. Ron's on Twitter at Big Bad Ron, and on Instagram at Not Big Bad Ron. And handsome boy Frank for his two adorable kitties. And write in, let us know. You know, I think there's something we're forgetting. Not today. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> no, you know what? I feel bad. He 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 can't be here. So I'm gonna give a plug for Thronebreaker. You should play it. Play Thronebreaker from CD Projekt Red if you like The Witcher 3, if you like cards. I haven't played it yet, so I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But Send Paul in, send in fan it. art, and then you can try, you send yourself in, you, can try this you game. You can play it. Yeah, well, we will buy you a code. The first person, this, this offer still stands. It doesn't even have to be good, people. If you're interested in playing this game, if you draw some stick figure, I mean, it has to be recognizably Thronebreaker, so it can't literally just be a stick figure, but like any kind of art or something, a poem, a screenplay, 90 pages worth, please use the correct formatting so we could submit it somewhere and get it made uh, and take your idea. Um, whatever whatever you want to do, some kind of fan art dedicated to Thronebreaker, we will give you a, the first person who does that, we'll give them a code to the game. So Thronebreaker by CD Projekt Red. <laughs> <laughs> In honor of you, Paul. Oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.